0: Hey everybody, it's Andy here, Sports and Songs, page 2, episode 16. Kind of keep up to a brief little just AEW review from Fighter Fest, nah, night 2, week 2, whatever they're calling it, or you call it, Fighter Fest 2. I'm not going to go over every match, just some of the key matches and some points. Um, start with the Jericho against Sean Spears match. <clears throat> this is the whole... Oh, if he goes through all these phases that MJF has for him, he'll get the match. So you know he's going to win. They're not going to have him lose one of these matches on the way there. That's silly. That'd be just the worst booking ever. How's he going to win? Maybe it's going to be kind of cool to see, but you know Jericho's going to win. His match against the six-year-old last night, and I call Sean Spears now the six-year-old because he gets it rid really of that ridiculous mohawk. He, he looks like a six-year-old middle child or baby child looking for attention. Um, that's kind of all you are. You're the little unforgetting child in the group of the uh, the pinnacle. Um, you're you're better than this, and you're just going to kind of be their whipping boy, their their jobber for the pinnacle. And Sean Spears, you're better than that. I'm sorry, but you, you knew Jericho was gonna go over. Um, very readable match the whole way through everything that was going on. It was really kind of bad, very bad match. Um, another match I liked on there was um. Nyla Rose against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Um, big fan of Britt Baker. Um, I like her work. I thought it was a really good match. Um, did some good selling. They did some great stuff. You know, Little Britt Baker against Big Nyla Rose. So they should get creative. Got some stuff in. Got some shots in. Um, again, Dr. Baker just got the title. So they weren't going to ever drop it yet. Um, so you kind of knew she was going to win. Just how it was going to be the question. It was kind of exciting to watch. And it was a very good match. Um, Then the other match I wanted to talk about was uh, Moxley against Lance Archer. Kind of had no idea how this was going to go. For a while, I thought Mox was going to lose the belt a couple weeks ago, the uh, IWGP U.S. heavyweight title. Because I know they just had the baby. He was going to take some time off. And he didn't. he kept winning matches. I'm like, i got to have him drop the belt pretty soon. We dropped the Lance, but geez, I don't know. Here's this guy from New Japan coming, supposed to wrestle him um, for the belt to win this match. Maybe he has one more. I don't know. Jesus, drop it to Lance. I mean, they don't have a feud going or a program going, but I mean, he did beat Lance forts so they kind of have a rivalry going. Wasn't really sure. And I'm I'm a big Lance Archer fan. I'm a big mark for him. So to see him win was really cool. I just watched during the match. I like the AEW wrestlers. I like the w- way they're going. Their cameraman and the production crew need some work. Um, when he dropped Archer on the floor, they still have the camera on Archer. They show Archer going for the blade in his wrist. Then they cut the camera. That's like the second time they've blown it on a big match. They blew it in the, uh, the big cage match with Pinnacle against Inner Circle. Where they showed the guys going for the blade. It's like, if you know there's going to be color, have them hit the move and then take the camera off right away. Production 101, guys. Come on. So... Producers for AEW are getting an F, in my opinion, on some of these. They're just really doing bad camera angles and bad shots. But the match between Archer and Mox was really cool. Um, they both got color. And the end of the match, the way it ended, it's like, okay, you knew that was going to be the final shot uh, through the barbed so to the two barbed wire boards on the tables. And it's like, man, Mox is going to win again. It's going to go through this. But I'm kind of thinking to myself, well, why would Archer lose? He don't need time off because – Going through that, you're you're taking some time off. Um, I don't see Archer needing time off and this and that. Then he reversed it, put Mox through it, got the 10 count, wins the title. Great. Very I love that match. Um couple other things that happened in there. There was I don't want to talk about the match, just the side action, the um Darby Allen match outside the ring. Sting and Orange Cassidy had a little encounter. Orange Cassidy did his bit Her... Kind of, they say he got his shit in. As they say, Um, did the hands in the pockets before he gave a little kick to Sting. Sting gave it to him, and they kind of went back and forth. They kicked each other. Sting kind of mocked his beating the chest thing. I thought that was really cool. I marked out on that a little, um, because to me, I don't want to say Sting passed the torch to Orange Cassidy, but I think it was more that generation passing torch to that generation. Now, I know not all old school guys are fans of Orange Cassidy. Um, I, I like his in ring. I, I, I like him. I'm not huge on Orange Cassidy. I'm, I, he's growing on me. Um, he needs to get a little more, a little more meat on his bones. I think to, to really appreciate his work in the ring, his character. I like his character, just he needs a little more meat on his bones. I think. I think Greg Gagne is bigger than this guy is, but uh, is this a little guy? So it's kind of hard to get two two behind him. Um, but I thought that was kind of cool, that was cut uh, bit between Sting and Orange Cassie, kind of a, a passing of the baton there a little bit. Um, the Andrade bit, heart, not a big Andrade guy. I talked to Jason Inc. about this. I'm not a big Andrade guy. Because um, I think when I did watch the few matches I saw with him in WWE, they kind of they were jobbing him out and making him be a punk to, to get him out for he left. Then he comes here, and he's crushing and I don't know if they're trying to make him like the Mexican million dollar man type thing where he comes out and everybody works for me, like a million dollar man character from the 80s or what they're doing. I'm not sure what direction they're going. I just hope they don't get every Latino on their roster on his side. That That's kind of a, a lame bit. Um, just keep them all spread out because, okay, I'm going to say it. it's fun watching Latino against Latino because of their styles. They put all the Latinos on one team and then they fight guys who aren't used to that lucha libre style for not that good a match. So you gotta have the lucha libre's that the, their styles on heels and faces to make good matches. Um now it's all that seed. Oh, are are there are, are Phoenix and uh Pentadel Zero metal gonna join him or are they gonna stay with Pac? Oh, who knows? So they kind of planted that seed. I hope they don't, because I like Death Triangle, I like those three. Especially if they're bringing the Trios title back that'd be, or in. That'd be awesome to see those three get it. Um, so I kind of like that dynamic going there. Maybe Andrade will get some good matches against Pac or some of those guys so I can see what he's really got. Um, Malachi Black, they're pushing him against Cody Rhodes right now. and Cody's not a, not a fan of his. Malachi's okay, whatever. Um, I like to see Malachi against Pac. I'd like to see Malachi against um, uh, uh, Phoenix or, or Pantalo Zero Anyone from Death Triangle against Malachi would be a cool match. Um, so we'll see how that goes out. Uh, one other thing in that match last night, they kind of had a, a run in with um, the Elite against the Dark Order. So they have a big match next week. The Elite versus Dark Order with Hangman Page. Um, Dark Order wins, they get the title shots, two guys get tag team shots, and Hangman gets his title shot. So here it is. Mark your calendars. This is my call of the match right now. Dark Order wins, because they want the Hangman page match to be happening. So they gotta win. You're getting in front of live crowds, you want them to pop like they've never popped before. You wanna hear a crowd blow up, this is how you end the match. In the match, it's going on. Everybody you know, Towards the end of the match, it's chaos. It's anarchy. Everybody's fighting everybody. Kenny Omega's in the ring, and negative one comes out. Or he's there. And negative one takes the kendo stick to Kenny Omega. He falls back. Kind of gets all rubber as He's turned around, and he stumbles around the ring into the buckshot lariat. One, two, three. Place will blow up. It will be the biggest pop you've ever heard in AEW history. That's how you, that's how you do that match. <clears throat> so like I said, Omega's sticking his head out the ring, yelling at negative one, doing making fun of the kid, whatever, this, that, the, everything. Negative one takes the kendo stick, pops him in the head. He kind of falls backwards. He's kind of standing in a real rubber leg city, as they used to say. He turns around to a buckshot lariat from, from Hangman. That would be cool. Or it could be one of the bucks. And they fall back into um, you know, John Silver and Alex's finisher that ends in the Buckshot Lariat. Something to that effect. That would just, the place would blow up. Again, everybody gets their shit in, like they say. That's what's going to happen in the match. I just kind of want to see the Good Brothers be out of it. I like those guys, but this needs to be between the Bucks and Omega against Hangman and uh, whatever tag team they want to get out of the dark quarter for it. That's going to be a cool match coming up. But, um, also, some other things have been happening at AEW. There's rumors of a CM Punk signing. That I'm not too happy about. I mean, I like Punk. I loved him back in the day. But it's been enough time now. Um, if he comes back, it's like, it's been like 10 years. You know, so, huh. Um, But Brian Danielson is apparently signed with AEW. And his big return is going to be at the event in New York City on the 22nd at Arthur Ashe Stadium. So that should be a big one there. <clears throat> Brian Danielson can write his own ticket, If he writes his own matches, calls his matches, all let him. It's no big deal. I would like to see him against Malachi Black. I would see him against Pac. I would like to see him and against against Kenny Omega. Um, so we'll see how that all turns out. He, he can, like I said, pick his pick his partner, pick his matches, and no one's going to argue. They're all going to want the ability or the chance to wrestle against him. To learn and to say, hey, I wrestled Brian Danielson. So there's going to be no one's going to not job form. No one's going to say, nope, I'll wrestle, but I got to win. No one's going to have that chip on their shoulder there. That's the other thing I like about AEW. There's not a lot of chips on shoulders there. You could say a lot of the elite have it, but that's their characters. They will take the fall when they need to, and they think the time is right. That's what I got. That's my AEW review for the week and preview about Punk and Danielson. Check out our regular show this weekend uh, where you find your podcast homes. Dan has his baseball special Wednesday nights on the YouTube. And also on YouTube, you can find our regular show weekends as well. Please check our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Thanks, everybody. See you later.